Rolf tightened his cloak, using the movement as a guise to check his surroundings. He never came to this part of town. It used to be a quarry site until the quartz ran dry. Scavengers had set up shop in the abandoned mining tunnels, far from the prying eyes of both the council and the iron shoes. Rolf hesitated at the entrance of one such tunnel. He consulted the map. Benji had drawn it just before muscling a furious art into Jane's carriage. The poor boy had drawn the map without question, just as he'd accepted the order to go to Jane's family estate for the weekend without complaint, too. Rolf just hoped that one day Benji would understand. Rolf was doing this for him, and for Art, for Jane and their unborn child. Most of all, for Vera. She would forgive him, someday. He entered the tunnel. Lights clicked on, bare bulbs that buzzed and illuminated the path to a heavy steel door. Rolf rapped on the door. Locks clanged, the door screeched open, and a shadowed face squinted out. I'm glad you decided to take me up on my offer. Realm Presents Elixir Episode 7 I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high-quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples. And so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. To Elsie's surprise, she recognized the dark-haired young man who had just grabbed her wrist and yanked her through the hidden entrance. He had come to dinner at her parents' house once, accompanying his own parents. Adrian de Bruin. That's when Vera charged in, fists raised. Let her go. Adrian dropped Elsie's wrist like a hot iron. 
He stared from Elsie to Vera, panicked. Did anyone see you come in? Elsie ignored that and rounded on him. Where's my sister? All she could see behind Adrian was a narrow brick hallway with a single staircase, swathed in shadows. You can't be here, Adrian insisted. Tell me where Lou is, and I'll go. I... I don't know what you mean. But Adrian's gaze darted to the ceiling for a split second. So did Vera's. Do you hear that? She murmured to Elsie. It's coming from upstairs. Adrian spread both arms to block their path. Didn't you get her note? She asked you not to come. Elsie crossed her arms. So you do know Lou. In that case, you'll understand what I mean when I say that of the two of us, I'm the stubborn sister. Look, Louise is fine. She's safe. Good. Because we have pressing business to discuss. Vera ducked under one of his outstretched arms. As Adrian spun to grab her, Elsie darted behind his back. Elsie hurried toward the steps, pausing just long enough to see Vera elbow Adrian in the gut. Groaning, he doubled over. Vera raced after Elsie. Together, they stormed upstairs. On the first story, it became clear that this was a house of sorts. Paperwork lay scattered on every surface, across tables and chairs, even on a sofa with springs poking out. A young girl wearing a holy sweater stood in the kitchenette, a steaming pot in one hand. She stared at Elsie and Vera, startled. Adrian? They're with Lusitania. Adrian panted from the stairwell. Lusitania? Just like on the perfume bottle. Elsie. Vera pointed at the ceiling. The voices were coming from the second floor. Elsie led the way up the second flight of stairs. This opened onto another long corridor. At the doorway of the third bedroom, Vera paused. Look. Lying on one bed was a stiff cardboard stencil. It was covered in red paint. And even from the doorway, Elsie could tell it would depict a square shape with diagonal marks. The reformist graffiti. So that's what Lou's social club was. The reformists wanted elected council seats rather than inherited ones. Her parents hated the reformists. But why would Lou take up their cause? She was set to inherit Papa's seat someday when he retired. Shaking her head, Elsie continued up the hall. Finally, she and Vera reached a closed door. We cannot make our move until we have all the evidence in order. To that end... Elsie stopped listening. That's Lou. Lou was fine, safe. Instead of relief, unexpected rage surged through Elsie. How dare she? Elsie burst through the door. Twenty-odd faces swiveled toward her at once, mouths opened in almost comical surprise. One Elsie recognized as the man she'd met at JJ's bar. The other... Hello, Lusitania. Elsie glared her sister down. Lou at least had the good grace to blush. Then she forced the same broad smile Elsie herself had faked dozens of times. The nothing-to-see-here-folks expression they'd picked up from their mother. Excuse me for a moment, everyone. Family emergency. As Lou hurried toward Elsie, murmurs sprang up in her wake. Did she say family? Do you think they... Is she? Curious faces did double-takes at Elsie, until Lou caught her elbow and dragged her into the hall. The door slammed. 
What are you doing? Lou dropped Elsie's arm, only to round on her. How did you find me? A torrent of emotions rooted Elsie to the spot. Anger. Fear. With a noise somewhere between a shout and a sob, Elsie threw her arms around Blue in a crushing embrace. Her sister staggered. Finally, she returned the hug. I'm all right, sis. I told you. Don't you ever do that to me again. Elsie shoved her away now. First you leave that utterly ridiculous note. Then I find out you're dating Harlow, of all the evil bastards. I wouldn't call what Harlow and I did dating, first of all. But you were with him. And the elixirs you took, all those nights I nursed you. That's why you got so ill, right? Because you were taking his bruise. Lou pressed a hand to her face. You're right. I had, have, a problem with elixirs. Harlow adds something. I couldn't, I couldn't stop myself. Elsie touched her shoulder, rather light. We could have helped you. Mama, Lou threw Elsie's hand off. You don't know our parents like I do. They're the reason I'm here. What's worse, they don't even believe the lies they tell the council. A sharp intake of breath interrupted them. Elsie had almost forgotten Vera was there. She turned, slowly, nerves on fire. Vera looked like she'd been slapped. Who is your family? Source. This wasn't how Elsie wanted her to find out. Vera. Who are your parents? Elsie couldn't do it. She couldn't say the words that would destroy Vera's trust. So Lou did what her little sister could not. We're Thornleys. For a split second, Vera remained frozen. Elsie wished she could pause time, gather those words up and stuff them back into Lou's mouth. Or better yet, go back to last night and tell Vera everything herself. But it was too late. As if in slow motion, Vera turned her back on Elsie, walked toward the steps. Elsie stared at her back, then at her sister. She'd spent weeks searching for Lou. The reunion would have to wait. Elsie whirled and sprinted after Vera. She should have known. Source, how blind can you be, Vera? Elsie wasn't just any gentry princess. From the first moment Vera had seen her walk into the bar, she'd known the woman came from real wealth. It wasn't just her clothing. It was the way Elsie moved. She walked into every room as if she owned the place. Elsie's fear of elixirs made terrible sense now. Most gentry, no matter what they professed in public, indulged in the occasional special order elixir behind closed doors. But the Thornleys, Elsie's parents, source, her bloody father was the reason Vera hadn't spoken to her own father in years. Johannes had been acting head of council that year. He'd pushed for the treason charges. Henrik Reeves must be made an example of. Johannes Thornley had ruined Vera's life, torn her family apart. And how had she responded? I betted the bastard's daughter. For all she knew, Elsie had wormed her way into Vera's life on purpose. 
seduced her to tear down the jaded rose from the inside. Vera stumbled onto the first floor. Adrian was still in the kitchen murmuring to the tea girl. They broke off at the sight of Vera. Leaving already? But you only just barged in so impolitely. She ignored them, started down the next flight. Someone was following her. Vera sped up. Vera stumbled. Only a few feet left to the wall with the hidden exit. It must be a glamour, unlocked by that perfume. At the wall, Vera dug in her pocket. She just pulled the bottle free when a hand clamped around her wrist. Elsie, wide-eyed. Wait, let me explain. You're a Thornley and a liar. Why should I believe anything you say? Elsie flinched. I didn't want to lie. I had to... Oh, sure. You had to hide the fact that your family ruined my life. You had to pretend to care about me. Do you know your father's the one who jailed mine? Tears formed along Elsie's lash line. Yes, I knew. But I'm not my father, Vera. And I do care for you. Vera was shaking now. How can you possibly? You've been lying to my face from day one. Your parents' ignorance ruined this city, and you're just like them. I should have never lied, but if I told you the truth when we first met, you would have thrown me out. Don't worry, I won't make the same mistake next time. Vera wrenched her wrist from Elsie's grasp. She sprayed the perfume until a doorknob shimmered into view. Before she could grasp it, Elsie stepped in front of her. Please, I'm still the same person. Get out of my way. Trembling, Elsie sidestepped far enough for Vera to shove the hidden door open. Once through it, Vera did not look back. Elsie and her sister could solve their own problems. Vera had her family. They were all she needed. It didn't take long for Vera to reach Dockside. She'd thought the sight of the jaded rose would calm her. But when it came into view, her steps slowed and turned wary. The gate was up. Lights shone inside. Vera frowned. They weren't opening tonight. The plan was to squirrel away everything incriminating, then lie low for a few days. She reached for the vial around her neck. She'd refilled it that morning with an invisibility elixir. Now she clutched it and approached the shop. Hello? No sounds. There should be cousins tramping around. The shelf that normally concealed the hidden entrance to the hush bar was wide open. Vera crossed the shop, barely able to hear over the thunder of her pulse. Beside the secret door, she leaned in. A bit faster, can you? Rolf. Relief hit Vera so hard she laughed aloud. Which one of you degenerates left the door open? She dropped the vial and stepped through the door, yanking it shut behind her. Then, at the top of the golden spiral staircase her great-great-grandfather had designed, Vera stumbled to a halt. A sea of strangers bustled around, arms filled with boxes. Overlooking the whole scene from the stage, one hand clamped tightly on Rolf's shoulder, was Harlow. 
I like a story that will take me to extremes. And nothing says extreme quite like The Last City, a new Wondery podcast available now. Set in 2072, the city of Pura is a geo-engineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image, which, given its promise of being a miraculous green haven in a climate-ravaged world, shouldn't be too hard to sell, but things are not always as perfect and shiny as we'd like to believe. When she stumbles upon a dark secret that could lead to the downfall of Pura's existence if revealed, she must decide who and what she's willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. You're just like them. You're a thornly and a liar. Vera's words echoed in Elsie's head. I should have told her. Even if Vera had thrown her out of the jaded rose that very first night, it would have been preferable. At least then, Elsie would never have hurt Vera this deeply. She would never have wounded the woman she was starting to... Shit. Starting to harass... Elsie had feelings for Vera. Attraction, yes. But more than just that. She liked Vera. She wanted to make Vera smile, make her laugh, make her lips part the way they had in bed when Elsie... No. She couldn't think about that right now. She would lose it entirely. A storm of footsteps and voices directly overhead ruptured her melancholy. Elsie... Still hovering in the basement of the reformist safe house, figured Lou's social club must be dispersing. She hesitated by the exit, torn. Should she go back and demand an explanation? Suddenly, something enormous crashed into the wall beside Elsie. She gasped and leapt away. Bricks and mortar rained from the ceiling. Through a widening gap, she spotted an iron-tipped pole, like the battering ram used by... Iron shoes! Elsie yelled. Overhead, she heard shouting, curses. She whirled around, only to find Lou sprinting toward her. Lou! Is there another exit? We have to go! Elsie reached for her sister's hand. Lou batted Elsie's hand away. What have you done? Me! I didn't! 
The wall exploded in a shower of bricks and dust. Two iron shoes burst through it, brandishing billy clubs. Nobody needs to get hurt, the lead man bellowed. Behind him, more iron shoes poured inside. They shoved none too gently past the women and positioned themselves at the base of the staircase. We are here for Louise and Elsabeth Thornley. Elsie didn't bother resisting. An iron shoe grabbed her arm roughly. Another woman shoved Lou against the wall. Stop! Those are my daughters! Elsie turned, incredulous, to watch Carlotta Thornley hoist her skirts and daintily pick her way through the debris. Mama? The Duchess broke into a relieved smile. Elsabeth, darling! Oh, Louise, my girls! Release them, you imbeciles! Mama flung both arms around Elsie, crushing the wind from her lungs. We've been so worried about you. Somewhere outside, Elsie could hear her father berating someone. I gave you a description of my daughters for a reason. And here your men are shoving them around like this is a damned hush bar raid. The Duchess released Elsie and examined her closely. Look at you, poor thing. Frightened out of your wits. And Louise... Did any of those dreadful revolutionaries harm you? I promise we will arrest every single person in this house if they laid a finger on either of you. Lou was trembling. Anyone else might mistake it for fear. But Elsie knew her sister. Lou was furious. I live here of my own free will. And this is where I would like to stay. Mama tittered and shot the nearest iron shoe a conspiratorial glance. Oh, goodness. Can't imagine what she's been through in the past few weeks. The daughter I raised would never speak to me in that tone. Elsie looked from her mother to her sister. What's going on? Mama's false smile strained to its limit. Louise, we're all going home now. Together. I don't want this situation to become any uglier than necessary. Before Lou could reply, Adrian thundered down the staircase. The iron shoes guarding it all raised their clubs in unison, and he paused just before reaching the ground level. Looked at the iron shoes. Then Lou. Are you leaving us? He asked, as if this were a perfectly normal situation. Elsie studied the look Lou and Adrian exchanged. Some unspoken understanding seemed to pass between them. All at once, Lou slumped, the fight gone out of her. Fine. I'll come with you. Lovely. Mama looped one arm through Elsie's, gestured for Lou to join them. When Lou did, Carlotta wrapped her free arm around her older daughter's shoulders. To anyone else, it probably looked comforting. Maternal, even. But Elsie was close enough to see the indents where Mama's fingers dug into Lou's bicep. Lou caught Elsie watching and bared her teeth. I told you to stay away. You're listening to Elixir by Ellen Goodlett, starring Ava Mag, Keeler Lee, and Marin Miller. Produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Realm, listen away. Anna Sheridan, New York Times bestselling author of Supernatural Horror, missing for nearly six months now. That's not possible. Is the compass broken? Or did I... Given the 
circumstances of her disappearance. Someone with a more vivid imagination might decide she'd pierce the veil, so to speak. Weak radio signal. 700 meters. Closing fast. There's no place for ghost stories and close encounters in this investigation, or any other. I need you to find me. What else would it be? The Sheridan Tapes, a serialized horror mystery podcast. Stream the complete series today on Realm and on all podcasting platforms. Elixir is written by Ellen Goodlett. It is produced by Nicole Otto and executive produced by Molly Barton. Voice direction, audio production, and original theme music by Amanda Rose Smith.